0: Hey, what's up? We're Brave Youth, a youth movement happening all across Miami, starting at our home, Brave Church. Thanks for checking out our podcast. We can't wait to see how God's going to use it to change your life. Enjoy the message. We are in a brand new series called There Is Hope. Come on, who's excited to start this new series called There Is Hope? Yeah. I hope you are too. I'm. I'm so excited. We're talking about how there is hope in every single area of your life, and today I want to um, continue talking about it. Um, but come on, can we just get into it today? Yeah. Can we get into it? How many know that hope is a good feeling to have? Right. Many times it's like when you lose everything in your life, as long as you have hope, it's all you need. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Hope is hope is a good feeling to have. But how many know hope is hard uh, uh, um, to 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 like make it feel tangible? right? Like, like hope is hard to, to, to be like, man, like I feel hope, but how do I make it tangible? I want to, I want to give you some tangible ways. What does tangible mean? Like, like make it physical. How can I hold on to hope? How can I, I don't just want to feel hope, but how can I hold on to hope? Today, I want to teach you a way that you can hold on to hope. How many guys want to know how you can hold on to hope today? Come on. I hope so. Come on. Let's pray today. Dear Lord, I thank you, Lord. Um, for how good you've been to us. God, I thank you that your presence is in this room today. Lord, I pray that you would speak clearly and directly. God, I pray that uh, your voice would be heard, God, and that you would um, speak a word to every single person. God, a personal word, a divine word, a supernatural word in the name of Jesus. And everybody said amen amen and a to the man's, a to the man's. Come on. Um, The title of my message today is What Are the Odds? Um, what are the odds? How many of you have ever played What are the Odds? Come on. How many of you, are like, that's, like, the funnest game that you ever play in your entire life? What are the odds? Um, I love playing What are the Odds. I always win. Uh, I never lose. Okay? Um, and so uh, we were in New York with a bunch of interns. Um, and um, there was this one intern who will remain nameless. Um, all right. It was Cammie. It was Cammie. Um, but she will remain nameless. Um, and uh, she challenged me to what are the odds? So I was like, okay, whatever. Um, and so I told her, I said, hey, what are the odds that you lick the inside of a subway trash can? Okay? She said one out of ten. And I said, okay, ready? One, two, three. And i I think like both of us picked two, or both of us picked three. One of the two, and we both picked the same number. Okay? And um, she or he, whichever it is, um, he or she, because um, um, they will remain nameless. I'm not going to um, identify them. But, but, but they were like, no, I can't do it. Oh, my gosh, I'm so scared. So I was like, okay, so we're going to do a different one. So I said, okay, if you're not going to lick the trash can, then you have to lick the bottom of my shoe from the bottom to the top. And you cannot lift your tongue up. How many of you would have done that? Yeah, 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 yeah. You all freaks. Um, <laughs> Kimmy did it! I'm sorry, that person, that person, that intern did it! Yeah, it was nasty, y'all. It was, it was disgusting. We got it on video. If you want to see it, I'm sure we can pull it up somewhere. Okay, but how many of you guys enjoy playing the game, What Are the Odds? Okay. Pretty much, if you don't know how the game is played, it's very, very simple. You pick a number between 1 and 10, and if they choose the number, then uh, if you both choose the number, then you guys have to do whatever that said person told you to do, right? Sounds easy, but how many know that game is all based on this word called luck, right? It's a luck of the draw. It's about how lucky you can be in guessing that number. You see, it's fun when you play that game, but it's important that you play with the right people, right? Because if you play it with the wrong people, it could go terribly wrong. Here's what I would propose to you today. I believe that sometimes we as Christians play, what are the odds with God? And we leave our prayer requests up to chance. And we, it's like a luck of the draw. And it's like, man, man, God, like, like I have faith, but not enough faith. So maybe if we pick the same number, then I'll see you do it in my life. Like, like God, what are the odds that you could actually heal me? Like, God, what are the odds that you can actually save me? God, what are the odds that you can reach my family? And all of a sudden, rather than walking in confidence, we walk in this thing called coincidence. And when things start to happen in our lives, we're like, wow, God, I can't believe you did that. I want to ask you today, how full of faith are you? How full of faith? Ask your neighbor right now, how full of faith are you today? I mean, like, like, like how, how much do you actually believe John 14 that says this? Very truly, I tell you, uh, whoever believes in me will do the works that I have been doing. And they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you, may, uh, if, you, uh, if you may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. I want to ask you, how much do you believe that verse? How full of faith do you walk into the room and you see a dead man? I want to ask you, how many dead people have you brought to life? Mm. How many, how, many, how many times have you multiplied the five uh, loaves and the two fish? How many times ha- have you healed somebody in your life? Because if you believe like, this, this scripture like, like you do on, on your Instagram or your social media, then I believe the fruit of your life should reflect it. Right? I want to ask you, how full of faith are you? Okay. Uh, because I believe this, if you are not full of faith, then there is a percentage of your spirit that has the potential to be filled with another form of impurity. In other words, I want you to imagine a cup that is half full. Half of it is full of water, but it's not full of water. Does that make sense? Like half of the cup is filled with a liquid but there's still a percentage of that liquid uh, of that cup that is not filled with water it's filled with something else in this instance it would be filled with air i want to ask you because a lot of times i think that we have christians that are riding on e how many of you have ever ridden on e in your car before Yeah, I believe that the test of any great driver, if you have a driver's license, then you probably know what I'm talking about. But the test of any great driver is how well you can calculate the mileage in which you can continue to drive and arrive on empty. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to be honest. Like, if you're a broke teenager in the room today, you know the struggle. Can I get an amen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I was there once in my life. And I'll be honest. I'm still there today, okay? But my issue is not having enough money to fill up my car, right? My issue is an issue of laziness. My issue is an issue of, dude, I do not wanna stand here for 30 minutes until my car is full. So a lot of times what I will do is I will fill it up a quarter of the way or a half of the way and justify it as a full tank of gas because I know that I can arrive to my next destination. I want to tell you today that that, that God does not want you to ride on empty. No, no, God wants you to be full of faith. Don't get me wrong. The Bible does say if you have the faith of a mustard seed, then you can move mountains. But here's what I believe about that verse. God was not saying that's all you need. He was saying, if that's all you have, then I can use it. But a lot of times we use, we cherry pick scriptures like that and we're saying, oh, I don't need to be full of faith. I just need the faith of a mustard seed. No, no, no. I want to have a full tank of gas in my car, right, so that I can drive in confidence and not leave it up to chance or luck. In other words, I don't want my hope to be reliant on luck. I want my hope to be reliant on faith. And the only way that I can have faith is if my faith is full. I don't want to be a paycheck-to-paycheck Christian. You know what that means? That means that you're always living to the next Wednesday. That means that you're always living to the next encounter with God. In other words, man, I have just enough faith to make it to next Wednesday, so I'm going to be good. And then I come to next Wednesday, oh, man, I am empty. I can't go anymore. What if I told you today that God does not want you to be on empty, but he wants you to be on full so that next Wednesday when you arrive, you can already be filled up. And you're not being filled up, but you're filling other people up out of your overflow. How full of faith Are you, today, I want to give you a way that you can fill up your gas tank, okay? Today, I don't want to preach to you. I want to teach to you. Is that okay? Come on. Can we mix it up a little bit? Yeah. Today's going to be a little bit different because I want to make today extremely practical. I don't want you guys to just leave this room inspired and full of faith, but I want you to go home and be like, okay, I I want to be full of faith, and this is how I do it, okay? Because how many of you know, if I gave you a gas car today with $150 on it, and I said, Girl, boy, go fill up your gas. You would go to the gas station and you would make sure that you fill it all the way up and you would not spare an expense, right? Because you're saying, man, now I have the tools so now I can go fill up my faith or fill up my car or fill up my vehicle that's driving me to my next destination. I believe that it is your faith that will drive you to your next destination. But today I believe that there is a thing that has to fuel your faith because many times you feel weak, right? How many of you feel weak? Yeah? You feel weak. Your faith feels weak. Your, your, your hope feels weak. Your spirit feels weak. I want to teach you today how to fill up your faith with this thing called prayer. You know, it disheartens me. One of the worst questions that I get asked, being a youth pastor and getting to work with young people that come up to me, they ask me this question, how do I pray? You know, I hate answering that question. I, I, not, not because of of them, and and don't get me wrong, it's not condemnation, if you've asked me that question before, then there's no, absolutely no judgment or anything like that, but it disheartens my soul, because we, as the church, have so made praying difficult, right, man, prayer is not a hard thing to do, prayer should be the easiest thing that we get to do with Jesus, Why? Because all it is, is talking to God. And so it makes me so sad when people come up to me and they say, hey, I don't know how to pray. Because for me, growing up, man, I always knew how to pray. And I believe this. I believe that prayer is the fuel that fuels your faith. In other words, when you are in a hopeless situation, even if you have lost all hope, you still have the ability to pray. And I love what the scripture is saying. He's saying, hey, I'm going to the Father so you can ask whatever you want to and it will be done to you. Man, how encouraging is that today that you serve a God that says, man, you can ask whatever you want to and I will do it for you. I love that about God. And, and today I want to talk to you about this thing called prayer because it really is an easy thing, okay? I brought a stool up here. Look at this. How cool is this? You guys, have you guys ever seen me sit down before? is what it looked like sitting down, okay? Can, can I teach you guys today, okay? Oh, I, I prayed to God. I was like, God, I want, I want something different today. He said, okay, I need you to teach them. I need you to teach them so that they can know how to pray uh, 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 because, because uh, people who pray are powerful. Yeah, come on. How many of you believe that people who pray are powerful people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. I, I want to give you four effective ways to pray, okay? If you're taking notes today, uh, take these down because note takers are. Note-takers are? Come on. I, I want to teach you guys something today. There are four effective ways to pray. These are four things that God has spoken to me and God has taught me over the years of my life about prayer. Because prayer is easy and prayer is powerful. Okay? I don't ever want to live my life up to chance. I want to live in confidence knowing that, man, if I ask God, he's going to deliver it for me. Right? Come on. Hey, so, so write this down. Number one. Pray intimately. Pray intimately. Did you know that intimacy creates trust? Whenever you're intimate with someone, you build a bond of trust that is not easily broken. Also, when you build trust, you build this thing called a soul tie, okay? In other words, your soul is connected to that individual or that thing that you have been intimate with. That's why when you have a bad breakup, it's hard to get over that person because you guys have tied your souls together, okay? Uh, uh, In James 4.8, it says, draw near to God... And he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Is anybody thankful that we have a God that wants to be close to us today? Yeah, yeah. How depressing would it be if God, sitting on his throne, looked at, looked at us and he said, How dare you have the audacity to think I want to be close to you, you peasant. And then he just spit on us. Right? Like, no, that is not God. God says, hey, if you would draw near to me then I will draw near to you and I can provide for you. I can answer your requests. I can respond to the things that you need answered because I am the answer and I am the hope of the world. I'm so thankful that God wants to draw near to me today. You see, part of intimacy is closeness, right? You can't be intimate with somebody if you are not close to them. You ever tried to cuddle somebody from across the room? Like Eric, Eric is over there in the sound booth, right? And if I was just like, Eric, let's cuddle. I, I wouldn't because that'd just be weird. Okay, don't do that. That's just, that. You know, bad example. If my wife is over there, okay, and my wife is there, okay, Eric, it's not that I don't want to cuddle. It's just, it's just weird. Um, my wife is over there. I'm like, hey, wait, I want to cuddle with my baby. So like just right there, let me cuddle. How many don't like, that's just weird. You look weird, you sound weird, that's not how you cuddle. In order to cuddle, in order to be intimate with somebody, you got to be close to them. Right? But part of being close is being vulnerable. Okay? I want to ask you today. How, how deep are your prayers? In other words, I want to I challenge you. Stop praying wide prayers and start praying deep prayers. Prayers that, that go into your soul. Prayers that illuminate the dark places that you don't want to give access to God. Because when you pray intimately, God says, hey, when you be intimate with me, I will come close to you. And I will hold you up and I will answer the things that you need answers for. Yeah, he says, hey, pray intimately number two number two is this write this down prayer pray thankfully pray intimately number two pray thankfully psalm 118 says this this is the day that the lord has made i will rejoice and be glad in it did you know that it is hard to be depressed when you are thankful It's hard to be sad, it's hard to be mad, it's hard to be in sorrow, it's hard to be mourning when you are grateful for the things that God has done in your life. That's why, man, I want to wake up in the morning and say, God, this is the day that you have made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. You see, pray, thankfully, this is the part that many times we miss in prayer. This is the part that many times we forget to be thankful to God. Many times we treat God like a vending machine, right? Like, oh, there's my hope, B7. Boom, got it. Thanks, God. I'll be back next time I need something, right? God says, hey, I don't want you just to pray for the things that you need. I want you to pray uh, with the things that I've already given you, and I want you to be thankful for them, right? How many you believe that God loves when you are thankful? Why? Because oftentimes when you are thankful for something, you are willing to protect it. Anything that you are thankful for, you will be willing to fight for it, to protect it, to steward it, to make sure that you continue to have it. That's why it's important for you to not say, man, I hate my family. Man, God, I am thankful for my family because now I get to protect my family. I get to be the light and the salt of the world in my household. God, oh, I'm done saying I hate my school. No, no, no. I love my school. Thank you so much, God, for putting me in this mission field that I get to go be the hope to other people. God, I hate my job. No, God, I am thankful for my job because even though I don't get hours, I still get a few dollars. Can I get an amen from somebody today? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Somebody needs to be thankful in the room. We need more thankful people in the room. Stop telling me what's going wrong. Start telling me what's going right in your life. Stop telling me your defeats. Start telling me your victories. Start telling me what God is doing in your life and you're thankful for it. Man, I want to pray thankfully. I want to be thankful for my prayers. Did you know that sometimes it's the level of your gratitude that God will measure your next miracle with? It's the level of your gratitude that God will measure your next miracle with. What do I mean by that? I mean, if you're not going to be thankful with what God gave you, then why would he give you another miracle to spoil? See, God doesn't want to give you something that you're not going to appreciate, so sometimes God will withhold a miracle because you squandered your last miracle. He's saying, hey, as soon as you can be thankful for it, then I know it's going to mean something when I give it to you again. Pray thankfully. Somebody say, pray thankfully. Number three is this, and I'm going to invite the keys up. Come on. Yeah, yeah, Number three is this. Pray outwardly. Pray outwardly. I believe, I believe this. I believe that I am a product of prayer. I believe that I am the product of the prayers that my parents prayed over me. I believe that that little girl Blaze over there, I believe that she is going to be a product of the prayers that I pray over her every single night. I believe that you are a product of prayer. I believe that you are a product of your parents' prayer. I believe that you are a product of your teacher's prayer. I believe that you're a product of these leaders and these pastors' prayer. How often do you pray for other people? Because what if I told you that you could shift somebody's life through the prayers that you pray over them? Would you pray for them? Like, 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 would you stop praying for yourself and stop praying for the needs that you have and begin to pray for other people? It says this in James five sixteen: Confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. In other words, prayer is not just a conversation, but prayer is a force to be reckoned with. I believe this Prayer has the power to to bind things. Prayer has the power to break things. Prayer has the power to release things. Prayer has the power to send things. Prayer has the power to change everything, not just in your life, but all around your life. Did you know that when I pray in my home, I am not the only one affected, but everything that can hear my prayer is affected. You see, that's the power of prayer. What if I told you that when you are praying at your lunch table for your meal, you are not the only one being affected. And your meal is not the only one being affected either. But all of the people around you are being affected whether they like to think it or not. Why? Because prayer has power as it is working. That's why it's so important for us to pray outwardly. That's why it's important for you to pray for your pastors, for you to pray for your family, for you to pray for your siblings, for you to pray for your teachers, for you to pray for your co-workers, for you to pray for the people that you hate, for you to pray for your enemies, for you to pray for the person at the grocery store that you don't even know, for you to pray for the person that's asking you for a dollar, for you to pray for the person that's always stealing your gum, for you to pray outwardly. Because prayer has the power to shift everything that it comes in contact with. Watch this. I love Job. If you guys know the story of Job, he had everything stripped away from him. He had absolutely no hope. Literally, God allowed the enemy to take everything away from Job except for his prayer. And in Job 42.10, it says, As the Lord restored the fortunes of Job... When he had prayed for his friends, and the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. In other words, his prayer outwardly was the product of him giving a double blessing. How cool is that when you pray for other people, God says, hey, I'm not just going to bless you, but I'm going to multiply the blessing. Because you didn't just think about yourself, but you thought about the people around you. Man, I want to I wanna pray outwardly. I, I want to I wanna be generous with my prayer life. Anybody want to be generous with your prayer life? Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Here we go. Here we go. And, and number four. Number four. This last one. Pray repeatedly. Pray repeatedly. You see, how do you overcome in this life? You have to stop driving on E and you have to you live full of faith. How do you live full of faith if you are relying on an encounter like this with lights and a stage and a piano to set the mood? Huge worship team, everybody jumping here. I Man, how do you live full of faith? You have to pray repeatedly because here's the thing, the stage, the lights, the musicians, the leaders, the pastors, the preachers, the word delivered to you, guess what? It doesn't go home with you. But many times we we live paycheck to paycheck because we say, oh, no, 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 I'm going to get my fill on Wednesday. I'm going to get my fill on Sunday. Man, how do I live a life that is full of faith? I have to pray repeatedly. I have to pray for all things. Watch this. It, it says this in Ephesians 6:18, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Can I encourage you today with something? Stop saying and start praying. Really simple. Really simple. Stop saying and start praying. What do I mean by that? Stop saying that you are hurt stop saying that you are depressed stop saying that you are anxious stop stop saying that you don't think that God has a purpose for your life and start praying that God would reveal his purpose to your life because here's the thing that God says he says hey I need you to pray at all times I wish there were more prayers in the room that said oh I know the product of my prayers that even when i was hopeless i began to pray repeatedly i stopped saying it and i started praying it and i said god i need you god i need to be intimate with you god i need you to fill me with a dream and a passion and a purpose in my life so that i can see it come to pass oh i want somebody that knows how to pray repeatedly yeah i don't i don't need people that 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 know how to that know how to play God, I need people that know how to pray to God. I need people that say, man, I'm going to pray repeatedly. In my my defeats, I'm going to pray. But guess what? In my victories, I'm going to thankfully pray. Man, when I'm down, I'm going to pray. But man, when I feel like I'm on top of the world, I'm going to give God thanks, and I'm going to open my mouth, and I'm going to say, God, I will rejoice because this is the day. That you have made and I will rejoice because I'm praying repeatedly. I mean, I want to live full of faith. I don't want to be a riding on e-Christian. He says, man I, 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 I just, oh, man, I think I have enough gas to make it to next Wednesday. But we're just going to, you know, just going to do it by faith. Man, that's not faith. God doesn't say, man, give me the least that you have. He says, man, give me the best that you have. God doesn't want the small thing. He just wants the best thing that you have. Man, like, so you're saying I have to be perfect? No, you don't have to be perfect. He just wants your best. He just wants you to go out there and give your best, and that's it. Man, I want to pray repeatedly. I want to have a life that is full of power and full of passion and full of of, of dreams and visions. But more than that, man, I want to have a life that is full of prayer. Can I tell you, a lot of you guys are wanting to start Bible clubs in your school. That is amazing. I love that. But can I tell you, if you don't pray over your Bible study, there will be no growth. Prayer is the water that waters the plant. You see, the dream is a plant, but you have to water it with prayer. In other words, a lot of you guys have dreams, but you will never see your dreams come to pass if you don't water it with prayer. That's why I'm so thankful for prayer. Come on, I told you, I told you today was going to be a, a, a little bit of a different message today, but, but. Man, I just want you to understand that prayer is easy. It's easy. It is so easy. You can start tonight. When you go home, get intimate. Get alone with God. Say, God, I just want to be close to you so that you can be close to me, God. I want you to reveal something to me, God. I want want to give you thanks, God. I want to pray for other people, Lord. And I just want to keep on praying until I see my miracle come to pass. That's how easy prayer is. Come on, who can do that? Raise your hand if you can do that. Come on, would you stand to your feet with me tonight as we close? Yeah, yeah. With every head bowed and every eye closed, come on, we're going to go into a time of prayer. If you're in this room and and we're in this new series called There is Hope. Maybe you're in this room and you're saying, man, I'm in a hopeless situation right now. Man, I, I feel like I don't have the power. I feel like I don't have the resources. I feel like I don't have the tools to keep going. Would you just raise your hand right now? One, two, three, go. Yeah, come on. All across this room. Come on. Can I tell you how to defeat that thing that you have been walking through? through prayer. It is that easy. All it takes is prayer. Come on, I'm going to pray over you right now, but I don't want it to stop here on a Wednesday night, September 4th. I want you to go home, and I want you to pray repeatedly until you receive your breakthrough. So right now, Jesus, I I just call upon your name, God. Just in your word, it says, God, that whatever you ask in my name, it will be done unto you. So right now, Lord, I pray for breakthrough. God, I pray for a movement of the spirit right now. God, I pray that you would restore hope in this room, God. I pray that you would solidify a conversation with us in our own hearts, God, so that we could pray in confidence and not coincidence, God. We don't want to live leave our prayers up to chance, God. We want to live by faith and not by sight, but not just some faith. We want to be full of faith. So right now, God, I pray that your spirit would pour out so that we can be full of faith today. Come on, if you're in this room right now and you're saying, man, you know what, I've never heard about this thing called faith, can I tell you? It's real simple. All you have to do is call on the name of the Lord and believe in your heart that he is Jesus and he lives today and you will be saved and you can walk by faith. If that's you in this room today, you say, man, I, I've never known this Jesus. I've never walked with Jesus, but I want to have a prayer life like you talked about so that I know that I'm not in the fight alone, that I'm not going through it alone, but I have a God that wants to fight for me. He wants to be close to me, and he wants to do it alongside me. If that's you in the room tonight and you say, man, I want that relationship with Jesus. On the count of three, would you just raise your hand with every head bowed and every eye closed? One, two, three, go. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Come on. Come on. Yeah, five hands. Five hands. Come on. Can I tell you that there are five hands that are walking into an eternity with Jesus tonight? Come on. Come on. We can get a little bit more rowdy than that because sons and daughters are walking home to God today. Man, I'm so thankful, God, that you sent your son Jesus to come die on a cross so that we could live, so that we could be in a right relationship with you, so that we could be the righteousness of Christ Jesus. So that you could prepare a room for us in heaven. So that when we pass away, God, we can party with the angels forever. Come on, would everybody repeat this prayer with me? Say, dear Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I believe that you died and rose again. I believe that you are the savior of my life. I give you my all and I give you my best. And I say yes to you. Have your way in my life. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen. Come on, one more time. Can we shout for Jesus in this room today? Hey, hey, I want you to know that if you prayed that prayer, man, your life will never be the same. Come on, how many of you would agree that your life has not been the same since you said yes to Jesus? Hey, here's what I want you to do. If you said yes to Jesus, I want you to find a leader in the room and tell them about your experience, and they're going to guide you into your next steps and what you need to do next. Hey, listen, registration for the weekend is open, okay? If you want to register, you can register over there at the table. It is going to be life-changing. I love you guys. I'm going to pray one more time for you as we dismiss, but man, have the best week. I want to encourage somebody, go home and pray. Turn to your neighbor and say, go home and pray. Then turn to your other neighbor and say, a lot. Come on. Dear Jesus, I just bless every single individual in this room, God. As they walk out of this door, God, I pray that you would open new doors for them to walk into, God. Lord, I pray that every single room that they walk into, every single interaction that they have, would be blessed in the name of Jesus. And everybody said amen and amen. I love you, and we will see you next week. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you like this message, hit subscribe and stay connected by visiting us at brave.guide. We'll see you next time. And remember, no turning back. The best is yet to come.